Let us be part of this mission. Let us join in. Let us speak out and let us take action. Let us be the generation that ends poverty. As Madiba said, it is now in our hands. Let us go on and make poverty history. Let us end poverty as we work together and make sure that our people get a better life. Long live the spirit of Nelson Mandela. Long live. This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now, let's start the show. Sometimes they get on my nerves. Sometimes I don't. I be yelling at the screen like oh, I don't agree with that, or right. you know I may have to take a break. But he is one of them because I faithful. feel yes because faithful. I, I feel like he is funny, but he's able to convey his messages intellectually as well. Right. Um. So, and and I think you have to have that. It's okay to be funny. But you you have to have some type of common sense and be right. rational about the things that you talk about and throw it in and mix it all together, um, and that's why I like watching him. But then when I and he said it on T. S. Madison's show, the Queen Supreme Court, so he didn't say it on his channel, so I would okay. never know. But when I saw that, I was like, my feelings were hurt. Like it was my kid. I'm like, Bucky, come on, Daniva, don't do that because. Listen, Nessa. Then effed up the thing. Let me get the effed up the thing. Let me get you on the line, Nessa, because <laughs> you can't be talking about blue. You know you're gonna get stung. And I come out with hashtag still a member to be have. Hashtag you done fucked up the thing. I'm so disappointed. Like I said, I, I do. I don't get it. I feel like I just feel like children should be off limits. I just feel like you shouldn't just talk about people's kids. Mm. I don't talk about people's kids. I talk about their mammies and their pappies. <laughs> Unless you some stuff I cannot pass up. So like I mean, I'm not gonna stuff. Right, because I saw a kid that's like bodybuilding earlier today and it just reminded me of that character on um In Living Color with um Jim Carrey. You know the um the white girl that used to lift weights. Yeah, she like, had the hair yes. on her arm. Speaking of in living color you know there's a book out yes. yeah i gotta get that book yes because i remember i was talking to somebody and i think that i've always because my brother is so much older than me i feel like i've always had a more mature sense of humor because uh-huh. of the things that i had i had no choice but to watch this stuff i get it or you know even with my mom or whatever like because my mama didn't i mean like you of course we had our TV shows and all of VHS, but if my mom was watching something, that's what you watching. Like, Same, you either have to turn your head 
or do whatever. Mm-hmm. Something. Come on, but like you watching what we watching. So I've always had a mature sense of humor, and I always loved in living color i i just always Same. thought it was the funniest thing it was so creative it was and think about all of the comedic geniuses that have came from that mm-hmm. one show stars in general like, like not even comedic geniuses but look jennifer lopez was even a fun right girl. jamie fox mm-hmm. funny can sing at mm-hmm. i mean that was just a good a good show so i'm interested in reading that book um yeah I don't know how we got to Living Color, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And one thing that I do want to make mention of, I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, which is so crazy because I didn't even know that he was a listener. But I have a childhood friend named Dominique that um, actually commented and told me that the name of the movie that I could not remember was The Bronx Tale. That's what it was. Oh my God, I cannot believe. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the name of it. So shout out to Dominique for, you know, reading me and get me together because clearly I forgot and for listening because I had no idea that he even listened. Well, you know, you would have had an idea that he listened if he interacted a little okay. bit more just like you drag people. It's so funny that you say <laughs> that because I got um a text message from one of my friends who is a listener, Toya. Shout out to Toya. Hey, Toya. And she was like, since, um, since Mama Courtney dragged us last week, let me participate. And so, you know, she like, um, put something on Instagram about us last week. I just thought that was so funny because it was one of those, aha, I told you, they be listening. Yes, y'all have to, like, let us know because, child, let me say something that you don't like. <laughs> oh, you will hear about Ooh, it. Child, will get lit up. So, you know, tell us some good things or help us out. Like, Dominique didn't say, hey, girl, that's the name of the movie, like, mm-hmm. you out here sounding crazy. I don't know how I did not remember the name of that movie, oh, but that still. was that was the name of it. That that's a good movie. There's also another movie. I don't know if any of our listeners have saw it, but it was it was kind of like a low budget film. Okay, but it was called I Like It Like That, like and I've it was the about these. I want to say they were Puerto Rican kids in mm-hmm. New York, and the name of the song is I Like It Like That. So of course the theme song is I Like It Like mm-hmm. That. But the one of the main characters, her name was Magdalena. Um, and she, she, um, was played by the lady that's in Being Mary Jane, like her, the producer, mm-hmm. chick that's always with Gabrielle Union, she played Magdalena. And when I was growing up, me and my friend watched this movie. I don't know how we came across this tape, but we watched this movie a thousand times and it was such a good movie, but I used to watch that and A Bronx Tale and all these other, like, I don't want to say low budget, but films that a lot of people don't really watch, but... Right. That was just a good movie. So if y'all ever get a chance, you could probably find it on Amazon. Check out I Like It Like That. It was such a good movie. We have to start stop starting the show like this. Why? Like, because I don't know. We're just talking, talking, talking. And we have been so rude. We have not said hello. Well, I ain't How rude. are y'all you, doing? You rude. I'm not rude. Oh, uh-uh. We was, are in this together. I was asked to speak. And so I just started talking. Who asked you to say something? The Lord. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord says hey, speak now five. or forever hold your peace That's so I'm good just one. doing what the Heavenly Father asked me to do I feel you I'm well what's up y'all we black like we never left I'm a girl named Tiffany and I'm Courtney B as if you didn't know this is episode 44 of the Culture Shock Podcast and I would apologize but sometimes we just get into you know the flow of talking and we're already recording and before you know it Almost 10 minutes have gone by and we hadn't said hi, so sorry. 
but you're still here, so we appreciate you. How was your weekend, B? Okay. Now you sound like me. Yeah, it was okay. Nothing dramatic happened. I went to the movies, and I didn't pick the movie. Mm-hmm. So as you can see <laughs> on my face, not our role. It could have been on Hulu. Okay. Um, what was the movie? The Possession of Hannah Grace. I actually wanted to see that. So glad I caught that our role. I will wait for it to come on Netflix. No, I had a good time. Uh huh. But the movie wasn't good. Yes, I had a good time. With the movie Goer, <laughs> but the movie itself was not good. Gotcha. Um, that was Friday night. What was Saturday? Did I do anything Saturday? I don't think I did anything. Right. I can't even remember what I did. Oh, I like worked out, ran some errands, thought I was going to go out, but I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't happen. Um, and just relaxed on yesterday. What about yourself? So the weekend was really good. Per usual, there are some gaps. I don't know what I did. I feel like I had this long laundry list of things I wanted to accomplish. Didn't get any of it done. Once it started raining, which is one of my favorite things, by the way, I love water. That's what it was. It was raining all weekend. Yes. Okay. So, um, but Friday night, uh, as you know, there was a bowling party that I went to and um, was a little chocolate wasted, no chocolate. And just had, enjoyed myself, like, really, really enjoyed myself. And then Saturday, of course, I couldn't get up. So, <laughs> I was just relaxing, cleaned up a little bit, um, just worked on some side projects that I'm working on for the show. And I, something that I did get into earlier, you said something about um, something not keeping your attention. One thing that did keep my attention, I finally listened to the first season of... Um, Cereal. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, so the, the first story one with Adnan. Adnan Saeed. Yes, yes, girl. And um, Heyman Lee. Yes, girl. You guys, Mm-mm-mm. if you love podcasts the way I think you do, you have Mm-mm-mm. to go listen to season one of Cereal. It was so good. And, of course, I crawled crawl down a rabbit hole after that. And so it's in appeals now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> my bad. So, um, sorry about that. But it's still a good story. And it was in, it's it's intriguing. It's intense. Yes, it is, and you can't stop once you start. I was all in. You cannot so stop. That was good. And then um, I started listening to Atlanta Monster. I'm mm. actually at the last episode, so when we're done recording, or maybe like tomorrow morning during my commute, I may listen to it then. But that um, the story of Wayne Williams is extremely interesting, and <laughs> it I just is. I was fussing. At the podcast, as I listened to it, kind of like you were saying about the TV, mm-hmm. I mean, the YouTube channels, I just, I have a problem. I take issue with a lot of things on that show, so. But anyway, really good. I can't wait to I'm listen to you something you enjoy them. Yeah. give you a breast because there's so many more. There's so many more that, yeah. <laughs> that I've listened to that just had me stuck. So when you get finished, let me know and I'll shoot you over some more titles. Girl. I sure will. So, per usual, every week we give you guys the good, bad, and indifferent. We tell you how we feel about it. You don't have to agree. So, what affected you this week that you heard in the news or via social media? Um, one thing that it just kind of threw me for a loop and made me feel like 
I mean, is anybody's marriage a hundred percent like my guy? This Salim Akil stuff. Yeah, let's just jump right into it because okay. I didn't watch the show, but everybody was, you know, just ranting and raving about love is, and this is a story, their love story, and it's just like, well, somewhere within this love story for about ten years, homeboy that had allegedly that had a mistress that he's allegedly abused and did all types of R. Kelly things to. So I'm just trying to figure out I'm so uncomfortable. What part of love is gonna talk about this? Cause clearly that was not mentioned anywhere in the show. That's kinda tough. So if you guys have not heard the story, Salima Kill um is being investigated by Warner Brothers T V after a woman who is not his wife filed a lawsuit against him. I think it was, like, for domestic violence, and then there's um, breach of contract. Yeah, breach of contract. And um, what's, what's her name? Uh, Amber Dixon Brenner. She's accusing a kill of um, non-consensual assault and battery. Um, she's claiming the breach of contract over a screenplay that um, he supposedly, like, appropriated or reappropriated. And... She says that she's been messing around with him for over a decade, that their relationship just ended in 2017. She's also suing um, not just him, but him and his wife and the own network in federal court for copyright infringement. And so. And his wife. This is the issue, and you know, like, you're my friend, so you know I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You are out here embarrassing us. Like, even if the allegations aren't true, I really feel for his wife. And some people might not, you know. I know there are some people who are of this mentality, like, oh, she knew, she knew, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. I don't even want to get into that discussion. What I'm saying is, whatever you had going on with this woman during the course of our relationship, She's now angry with you, mm-hmm. and she is about to take money out of our household because you decided that it was worth the risk. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, ah, it kills it me. Worth the risk for things like this to happen, pregnancies to happen, mm-hmm. you to potentially lose your wife and your home. Is it really worth it, bruh? Like, is that because it's clearly only about five or ten minutes? Is it worth? Is it worth it? Like seriously, like this chick is not only suing him; she is suing the wife, and, and said that the she was his network. She was his girlfriend for ten years. How do you think you somebody's girlfriend and they got a whole wide wife? No. You are not his girlfriend. And you are children. a mistress. You are an adulterer, is what you are. And people kill me when they be like, "Well, I didn't take no vows." But you are aiding and abetting in him breaking them, knowingly. I've been saying that since I was a kid. You are even still since doing I was it. a kid. And you know what's crazy? People who do that and have that mentality. And this is not a conversation about, like, cheating. I don't know what everybody's circumstances are. And I know people do it for different reasons. And, and I'm not advocating for any of it. But what I am saying is, if you have that mentality, like, I'm going to get mine. I didn't take the vows, blah, blah, blah. They usually are the same people who turn around and are butt hurt. If it happens to them. If it happens to them. Um, you would try to if it happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is alleging that he took a 2016 screenplay. So this wouldn't have been long ago that, um, you know, that the screenplay was written. Um, 
And I guess that's what she's trying to say. Excerpts from that mm-hmm. are yeah, um, based on, or is what love is, is based on. Yes. And the name of the screenplay that she pitched to him was called Love and Perversity on the East Side, which was supposedly the story of their physically and sexually abusive relationship. She alleges that aspects of her screenplay was used for an ABC project called Documenting Love. Okay. And the scripted series Love Is. And that came from Variety.com because I don't need y'all trying to come for me. But, um, (laughs) so that's where the breach of contract comes into play. But I'm just like, were you going to say anything about these abuse allegations before the breach of contract? I, I already said I think her heart is broken. I think she's mad. Um, but, you know, I wasn't there. I don't know. I know <laughs> we'll figure it out eventually because somebody's going to find out. Like, this is big. And um, the WB or Warner Brothers has opened up an investigation. Listen, that's tough. Y'all going to learn. You out here messing up your, your legacy. Right. Over some thoughts. Because anybody who just knowingly lay up with a married man continuously, no qualms, for 10 years, that's, I'm not saying that people don't, you know, things happen, but 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. That would make him him one as well, though. Yeah, definitely. And the stuff that he said, well, she alleges that he was doing to her. Since you took that for 10 years, and he got a wife, I'd be like, no, you can go... Go on, look on your wife's ass, but you ain't bringing that around over through here. I don't know what you thought was about to happen, bruh. That's tough. Um, I don't even know what to say in behind that. But speaking of Warner Brothers, Ava has some good news. Oh, my God. Y'all know I love Ava DuVernay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! $10 million. I so, thought it was $100 million. Now that's what I mean, $100 million. <laughs> I like 10 million. No, she need to go back to the drawing board with that one. I got, it was over the list. I got super excited. Um, So Ava DuVernay has signed a $100 million deal with Warner Brothers. Um, They said that they loved working with her on Queen Sugar and Real Life. They can't wait to find out what other kinds of stories that she's going to tell for them. And I'm so excited. That is such a beautiful thing. I mean, I don't even liken her and Shonda Rhimes to one another. They're two very different people with two different styles and and styles of artwork. But I'm just so excited. Like, I can't wait to see what What she she does does. next. Yep. She, you know, did a wrinkle in time for those of you who did go see that. Um, She, I think she started getting recognition when she did Selma. Mm Mm-hmm. And she is gorgeous. Queen Sugar was um, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Queen Sugar is really is shot really well. And what I like about it even more is that um, each episode is directed by a woman of color. Yes. Um. So that was just awesome in itself. And she's about to do the Central Park Five documentary That's or right. movie. I don't know if it's a full length movie. I thought it was. A documentary. documentary. Okay. Speaking of documentary, she also did uh, 13. 13. Yeah. So yeah. she's out here woke with, you know, fist pump of righteous, right. righteousness extended in the air. So um, I'm happy for her. And I think that for the longest time, we have been saying that we don't want to see 
slave movies anymore or see us depicted as slaves. And here you go. And I feel like Ava, Shonda, Ryan, Jordan, yep. they're doing just that. So we have to support them if we want to keep seeing us, um, even Steve McQueen, put in roles in, where we are in positions of power right. and not always being subservient. So I'm excited, girl. I'm going to show up. I don't know if I'm going to dress up, you know, but I'm going to show up to whatever it is. Like, you know, the Lion King, I may give me a little little face paint popping. Okay. Show up looking like Nala, you know. Give me a long. Put your dashiki back yes, on. Yes, to put it back on. You know, we going to show up and show out support. Look, hey. I'm, I'm ready already. Hit my head okay. rap, okay? Rap life. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of amazing black women in cinematography, did you see where Viola Davis uh, is set to play right. Shirley Chisholm? Of course, unbought and unboxed. I'm super excited about that, and I think she's gonna just really do an amazing job in that role. And one thing about U.S. Representative Shirley Chisholm, um, I think that if you're not someone who is an avid historian or who likes history and just, you know, just speaking about where we've come from in general, mm -hmm. I think it's easy to really only live in the now. And one thing that really bothered me um, during the last presidential cam um, campaign or presidential election, what have you, everyone kept referring to Hillary as the first woman to run the president, which is inaccurate. Which is right. inaccurate. Shirley Chisholm was the first woman and black woman to run. Like, right. first black person ever. And then I think Jesse Jackson ran, too. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so we always forget about that. And, and we don't talk about her. Um, and so I think that Viola does an excellent job in, like, emoting Mm -hmm. Um and becoming that whatever that character is, right? Um, and we know that she does well in a courtroom. I was watching an old episode. I swear, anybody who was like big now was on Law and Order. Like <laughs> everybody has been on Law and Order. And it was an episode where Viola was um a defense attorney, mm -hmm. and now you know she's Annalise Keating. So I think anything that has to do with the judicial system, mm -hmm. she's gonna rock it. She's, she's going to kill it. She is definitely gonna kill it. And she can do attitude. And one thing we know about Shirley Chisholm is that lady had attitude. Viola Davis can really do attitude well. I knew that when I saw her. Um, what is the Tyler Perry movie that has Keisha Knight Pulliam in it? And Keisha is like a prostitute. That's a Tyler Perry movie. I think so. I don't know. Or supported by Tyler Perry Studios or something like that. I have to look it up. And Rudy was a prostitute? One of those movies, yes. So I might be mixing my movies up. I hope I'm not. But I think it was that one. And Viola Davis was in the movie. And Viola Davis came by to hand out um, clean needles or whatever. And Rudy, not Rudy, but um, dang, what's her name? Keisha Knight Keisha Knight Pulliam. I don't want to call her Rudy because that wasn't her role in the movie. But she had an attitude with her, and she was basically like, well, don't take them then. Like, this lady is a sh and, and they even asked her, she because she was out there preaching the gospel mm -hmm. and handing out clean needles and condoms and stuff like that. And at the end, I mean, towards the end of that scene, Keisha was, like, asking the girls, like, who is this Bible-thumbing lady out here handling, handing out needles? But she, like, 
really has some sass and pizzazz yes. behind her role, and I really appreciate that about her. Yeah, she she's come a long way from um, Antoine Fisher. Girl, uh-huh. I forgot. Mm-hmm. I love Antoine Fisher. Uh-huh. That was his mama <sighs> that he finally met. Yeah, yeah, she came along. <laughs> See, they came a long way, child. Woo, and I'm thankful for it. That's how I feel about Elise Neal. When she I see her, she's way. come a long way. I feel like that about Kerry Washington. Girl, yes. From Say the Last Dance. Remember that yes. was her sister? <laughs> <laughs> she had that little dried up curl, Jerry curl. I don't know what that was. But she has come a long way, too. The girls is out here winning. They glowing up. That just they doesn't show. It does not matter where you start. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> that was good to me. Um, okay, you want something super positive or something um, raggedy? Trash. You want some trash? Let's go on with the trash. We're going to get all the trash out the way. What What else you got? So, did you hear about the, um, the police department in Minneapolis, Minnesota? Listen, the boys in blue always doing something. Oh, so, I mean, there's so gosh. many of them. Now, I mean, I can't keep I can't keep it straight. They always doing something. What happened? So they put up a Christmas tree. Oh, I did hear about this. And um, the precinct they put up decorations on this Christmas tree. And guess what the decorations were, you guys? They were um, crumpled bags of Taki chips, Funyuns. Um, malt liquor bottles, um, crushed like beer cans, just there was a cup from like a fried chicken place, and yeah, I think it was something from Popeyes yeah. on it. Yep, two Woo! bags of, of Newports, like just almost as if they really went dumpster diving. And this precinct happens to be in and serve a predominantly black community, and they were not having it, like. They dragged them on social media. The mayor got involved. The two um, officers that decorated the tree, they were placed on leave as of this past Friday. Now, don't ask me if it was paid leave or unpaid leave. As you know, usually it's paid Paid leave. leave. Um, But Mayor Jacob um, Frey, or Fry, I think it's Frey. F-R-E-Y? Yeah. Frey. Frey. Yeah. Um, he described the tree as racist, despicable, and well beneath the standards in, of any person who serves the city of Minneapolis. So, not sure what'll come of that, what kind of reprimands come behind, um, you know, those officers being placed on leave. But, they took the tree down. Well, good for them, because that's ridiculous. I don't even know why you thought that was okay to do. Like, people are just so stupid. People are just really dumb. They take this whole freedom of speech thing way too far. Like... Yeah, you can say whatever you want to say, but once you start affecting me or infringing upon my race or my gender or, you know, oppressing me in any way or being offensive, you got to live with those consequences. Correct. Like, why would you even think that was a good idea? Like, why would you even think that that was appropriate to do in the workplace? Let alone, like, you can do whatever you want to do in your house if that's how you feel, but why would you think? That this was okay to do in the workplace if this is not the culture that exists there already. In a community where I read um, in one article they were saying that people in that community just really don't trust the police anyway. So you have a history in a community that you serve 
where the precinct isn't predominantly black, but the community is, they don't trust you anyway. And then in the spirit of Christmas, quotation marks in the air, because I hadn't done that in a while, you put malt liquor bottles and Takis and fried chicken cups and beer cans and stuff like that on the Christmas tree. Wow. First of all, who can even eat Takis? Child, I thought that... Never mind. I, I thought for some reason they were taking those things off the market Who one even time. Eat those things, teenagers. <laughs> Cause, honey, I couldn't even eat them as a teenager. I couldn't even eat those flaming hot Cheetos. No, ma'am. I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, I feel like who's actually eating a whole bag of this stuff anyway? Like, that's just ridiculous. But once again, I am not surprised at all. Yeah, I am not surprised. But. One thing I did want to mention is we talked about this on the show back when it first happened. And sometimes I feel like the cases where there's like an officer involved shooting occurs and then it's like we don't hear anything. And then, you know, everybody's it's like public outrage. Everybody's upset. Yes. And then nothing. Right. So the officer in Dallas, Amber Geiger, who shot and killed um, Botham. Um, John or Gene in his own apartment was indicted last Friday um, on murder charges after um, a grand jury hearing. So one thing that's very interesting to me is that initially they charged her with manslaughter. Mm -hmm. So there's obviously, even with from the details that we could gather, they seem sketchy. So obviously there is more evidence that would warrant them to up the charge to murder. murder. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm glad to, to know that this has taken place. But as we've seen before in the majority of these cases, you know, charges don't mean conviction. Right. So we'll have to wait and see, but at least it's a start. Right. To hopefully get some justice for that young man and his family. I just want to know the details. I mean, because we know what we've read and what we've heard, but I want to know what it was that made them mm -hmm. change the charges. We'll know soon enough. I know. But, yeah. So, you know, it's, I think this is the first one that I've seen that they've actually, like, upped the charge yeah. after seeing everything. Correct. Um, So, I'm hopeful that he will get justice. Right. As but he deserves. Laying in his own apartment. Not, I mean, how did you, I'm just trying to figure out how you shot him that fast. Right. Like, you had already walked up to the door with your gun out. Mm -hmm. Because the time it takes you to open the door and see him, oh, wait, it's my apartment. I mean, you didn't say put your hands up. Wait a minute, what's going on? Let me, you know, back up and see what's going on. I'm at the right apartment. Like, just boom. How does that happen that quick? Right. Something don't. And no. like, I, like we said Something before, you up. know, other residents that live in that apartment complex say that you can't even accidentally open the door based on the way the key key fobs are set up with and also the fact that there were police equipment in his house and it was like a vest a ballistic vest some type of police file like all of this is just shady and it's obviously a lot more to this story that they're trying to keep on the on the low low keep until said and done hush, don't say nothing <laughs> Ain't gonna be no talking. Keep it on the down low, okay? And we ain't talking about R. Kelly. <laughs> you done brought R. Kelly up like Did you watch that video I sent you? Girl, uh, 
Oh my gosh. I know the listen. That because I haven't seen it anywhere else. That fool is I don't ignorant. think that our listeners saw <laughs> this R. Kelly video and I, I don't want us to post it. I'm not I'm not sure. I don't know. Nah, no, sure. we don't need to post that. But R. Kelly is a fool and I do not mean that in no nice way. And I'm laughing, but it is despicable. He was in Africa. <laughs> I wish I could remember verbatim. He said <laughs> Do you want to go to America? And he was like, <laughs> Did you get you your have, shots? He said, Do you have your passport? But before they you get he, your shot, right? Arguably, you're in Africa. Did you get your shots? I said, He must be stopped today. Did you? He must be stopped. My first thought was, Did you get yours before you, you went w- over? That's the only reason why he even knew to say that because he had to get his. Did you get your shot? And they just, the background singers are just ad-libbing and going up. Sounding stupid. Oh, my God. I said, you guys, if you can find it on your own, because I promise we're not posting it. We're not going to do it, so don't even ask us. R. Kelly must be stopped. It was awful. I mean, it was was cringe-worthy. Woo! A whole fool. Do you got, not have, do you got your Your shot? And your passport. And your passport. And do you want to come with me to America? America. No, R. Kelly. <laughs> Goodbye. It's the, awful. Okay. The leading block. Ah, digress. Digress. <laughs> Please. Please digress. So, um, dang, what else? Oh. So, George H.W. Bush Sr. passed away on Friday. Is it wrong that I call them H.W. and G.W.? No. Oh. I know people say Bush Senior, Bush, Bush Junior, but Herbert whatever. Walker. I say H dub and G dub. Is is forty he's forty one. Yeah, so his son is forty three. Yeah, because Clinton's right. forty two. So is forty three not Herbert Walker as well? No. If you don't have the same name, I always thought a junior, a senior, or a senior and a first, second, third, whatever. That you're supposed to have the same name. But sometimes Mm-mm. I see where, like, it's George. Like, just let's just say his uh, middle name was Hakeem. So, George Hakeem Bush and George, <laughs> George Lionel. Now that was a reach. <laughs> and George Lionel. I just did that for fun. <laughs> George Lionel Bush. But because their names are both George Bush, you would still call the other one Junior? If that's what his mama wrote on that birth, his parents wrote on that birth. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense to me. Well, look at Tiana and her daughter. Yeah, but. Their, her name is not exactly what his is, and she's still Junior. Why isn't it? What What's her name? What's Junie's name? It's not his complete name. It's not his complete name. Okay. It's like right. something, something. Alexis my, Alexis yes. also is not uh, a full-on no, junior then because her middle name is Olympia. Yeah, but they still put junior. So, yeah, he's George H.W. I can't believe we're even discussing and this. I'm George sorry for bringing it up. G.W. Bush. But anyway. Yeah, so he passed away. Number one, George H.W. Bush. 94 years old. Passed away um, after a long life in service to his country. Mm-hmm. And was in the military. Military. And he was like the youngest person. I just seen this. It was like on ABC. He was the youngest person to fly some type of fire jet or whatever it was in the service. He was the youngest person to fly whatever that oh. army jet was. 
pretty cool. Youngest person, yeah. At that time or ever? Ever. At, oh. Yeah, I guess at that time. Okay. Like, he may have been, like, one of the youngest people to ever fly. I don't know if since. Right, if someone have, is. But at that point, he was the youngest person to fly that particular um, army jet. Gotcha. Um, he was vice president for eight years. Then he became president um, and only served one term because then he was defeated by Clinton. Right. Um, married 73 years. Woo. So people don't even yeah. live to be 73. That's crazy. 73 years of marriage. And only lived eight months after she left the earth. So, yeah, he probably grieved himself to death. He did, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's 94, too. Right. But. I mean, but come on. Um, and, you know, he's gone. I know they, I seen where they um, got him up to the Capitol from, he was flown from Houston to D.C. And he's going to lie in state for a while. And, you know, there's like a whole highway named after him in Texas. It's yeah. so funny. And I think the airport is. Is it? Airport is named after George Bush. I'm Googling. Oh, no, it's not. It's called Hobby or... I was going to say, I don't think something. so. With, I know that the, the highway is like George H.W. Bush Highway or what have you. Right. Um, but, yeah. He, he... I don't like to... Go ahead. You know, revise history. I do. I don't. Oh, no, you don't. You mean like, I got you. Go I ahead. don't like to, you know, the news media will revise history and only, and like glean over some of the more detrimental parts of his legacy. To make people sound more palpable, yeah. if you will. Um, but George Bush did a lot of things. He did some good things and he did some questionable things as it relates to race relations um and i just don't think that as a society nor as black people black and brown people that we should forget that part of his legacy because oh, it's no, all of definitely. his legacy all of it um and i don't want to like go tit for tat and break down he did this he did this he did this he did this but sinners need love today <laughs> <laughs> No. Sinners need love too. And listen, he wasn't no saint when it comes to certain policies that he backed. Yeah. And he nor you know, his wife were good for no, black people. The dog whistle racism and the presidential yep. ads, um, the whole drug industry right. and all. on drugs. Yeah, it's just a lot. Um, but he did pass away, and it is sad. I feel bad for his family that's you know having to mourn him but i mean he lived 94 years mm -hmm. so he lived life yeah so to, to, to your point um it, it really is it's important for us to remember it's important for us to teach um you know generations that have come behind us about what was done yeah what really happened yeah just because a person does a good thing doesn't take away from the bad things that they've done as well especially when they've affected an entire group an entire race of people yeah just um, like when john mccain passed and then it was just like then everybody is just like oh he was so wonderful yeah but he opposed the 1964 civil rights legislation Correct. so i'm not gonna sit here and act like this man was perfect or that right. he was always you know 
for the betterment of all people because let's be honest the majority of them are not even the ones that are in office now so there's that all i got to say and i don't want to talk no more bad about dead folk because child uh-uh. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't raised that way, okay? But I, I'm just saying. I did just want to say this one other thing about it. If you watch your so, if you've watched social media over the last few days, you would think that he never did anything to our detriment. Um, especially with some of the stories. I think I shared a story with you. Um, I follow Beyonce's publicist. Love her. She's so just. She seems happy all the time. She's very positive and. She posted a picture of him, and she told a personal story. And I said, I understand that. Uh, she told this story, and I'll just make it quick, about how, you know, she was a young reporter, Disney World. He was the keynote speaker. And it was back in the day when you had to take pictures with, like, an actual camera, not a camera phone, and her camera jams. Secret Service was trying to push um, George Bush Sr. along, and he wouldn't let it happen. He waited until she got her camera unjammed and all that. I understand when you have a personal story and a kindness that they've done to you or like some of the um, posts I've seen with uh, Michelle Obama and him, um, Barack Obama and George Bush Sr., like, of course, that's to be expected, right, based on roles that they've held. But that does not mean that what we're seeing there is the grunt of or, or brunt, rather, of who he was when he was in office. So. Is he actually, are they even like senior and junior or do people just refer to them as such? I think they're senior and junior. Are you sure? I don't know. I'm willing to put $5 on it. I don't know if they are. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think they are. Well, good thing you didn't bet me $5. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, I'm just messing. What else happened? Oh, Michelle Obama, since we were talking about her. Mm-hmm. Her book is, number one, amazing, and number one, number one. And it's the end of 2018, and she's a bestseller. Yeah. Over 2 million copies, whether um, like ebook or actual yeah. book, in 15 days. That's bananas. In 15 days. And there are going to be no signs of slowing. No. I'm actually, I bought the book, but I'm actually listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's good to just hear her tell her own story. Yeah. Um, In her own voice. Yeah, it's good. So I'm like halfway through, and I'm just happy for her because I feel like it's her time to just do her thing. Yeah. You know, living under that scrutiny and you know, being subjected to all of the judgment and the name-calling and mockery for, for so long. It's just good for her to finally be able to tell her own story. Yeah. So I'm happy for her. And she just looks so good. And she just looks so refreshed and so happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's good. It's good to hear, and I'm happy for her. So. Yeah. Go, Michelle. Um, Kelly Rowland came out with a new song, Finally. Finally, because sis, it's been years. I still got that last one, um, Talk a Good Game, in my car. So, finally. And it is a bop. I it don't, is a definite bop. Yeah, it is. I, I think I was telling you 
I played the song no less than 12 times. And um, I love it. And the only issue that I have is Kelly Rowland can sing her behind off. A lot of times in some of the Destiny's Child songs, you think Beyonce is singing and it's actually Kelly. Um, and she's gorgeous and she's marketable. Like, I just thought that we were getting an album. I thought that we were getting at least a video because I don't understand how you don't have the time to make a video because it's right. like, it, it's like Kelly, like she'll come through with like a good song, but then it's like no follow through. Right. And it's like, you can't just throw these little songs out. I ain't saying a little song, but you can't just throw a song out and then be like, oh, that's what y'all get in life. Girl, you studied up under Matthew Knowles. I know you know better yes, than this. Yes, she knows. Oh, I mean, she knows. I know you know better than this. Like, give us a, a video. Give us, you know, a little trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the formula is already out there. Right. You are a part of the Just legacy. Plug of and the, play. You're part of the formula's legacy. Right. Come on out here, girl. Like, what is happening? Like, Kelly, you cannot keep, you can't keep, like, setting us up to let us down. Yeah, you lose momentum that way. Yeah. And I, I really, I don't want it to sound negative. Like, I think she's gorgeous. I just, she pauses me. I love Kelly Rowland. Calandria, I need an album with videos and a tour. I'll be there. Yeah, we need we need some we need some follow through Kelly. Now this is a nice song. It's a cute little bop. Talking your ish. But where is the video? Facts. I saw pictures of Kelly from this past weekend. Um she had her son. She was hanging out with Miss Tina Knowles. They were in Africa. First of all, everybody. Could have been shooting a video. Right. Could have been shooting a video. What'd she say? Uh, pedals at my feet? Could have been coming to America. <laughs> Hire me. Because what is you doing, sis? What are you doing? You are sisters with the hardest working woman in show business. Okay. What is happening? I don't know. Maybe we're rooting for you. We're, we're all rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a video. Now you're making me mad, Kelly. Now, come on. I think Latoya she... looking out here on all the TV shows, doing her thing. Come on, Kelly. I think she can hear you from, like, Johannesburg. She need to because I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Now, you throw out this little song. Ain't got no video. You know, it's a cute little bob, little yang, yang, yang around the house. But what else is going on? Yes. What else is happening, sis? You look good. We know you look good. Oh, my mom, on my hood. What? Now, what else is going on? <laughs> so, speaking of Africa, since that's where Kelly was. Oh, Kelly's song is self-titled, right? It's, it's yes. called Kelly. It's good. Go, Kelly, go. Um... And what was I about to say? I don't know. Oh, I know. Did you catch any of the Global Citizens Festival? A snippet. Okay. What snippet? Beyonce. <laughs> I've, I've seen Oprah talking a little bit. I watched a little bit of what Oprah was saying. But, I mean, who else, who else was there? Oh, it, who else was there? <laughs> I, I was getting ready to try to answer you, but then I realized you're trying to be funny. So, the Global Citizens Festival um, went down to Johannesburg, South Africa this past weekend. Nelson Mandela would have been 100 years old had he lived. Um, I 
think his birthday is like July 18th or something like that. So July 18th, he would have been 100 years old this year. Um, he spent 27 years in prison there in Africa. Um, Oprah, raspy voice and all. Yeah, she sounded like she may have been under the weather. Yeah, or, but or given her mom just passed. Yeah, her mom passed. Then travel like flying to Africa is no joke. She probably had to hit the ground running and had probably been busy the entire time. So I just attributed it to that. But she said a lot of amazing things. And then she had the honor of introducing Cyril Ramaphosa, who is the president of South Africa. Um, Madiba himself actually wanted Cyril to be his successor. So I'm so glad that that happened. He said a lot of amazing things. He was able to get the crowd charged up. Um, he talked about advocacy for LGBTQI, um, the abuse of women, the need to educate young girls, equality, and the distribution of land for all people. It was a great speech, and if you guys have an opportunity to go and try to catch that on YouTube, that would be fantastic. I mean, I think everybody can take something away from that. Um, he went on to yield the stage to Dave Chappelle. And Dave Chappelle introduced Jay-Z and Beyonce, who started the show with one of my favorite Nina Simone songs, um, Black is the Color of My True Love's Hair. And uh, I think Beyonce had like five costume changes, all boss. She performed with Shed, Shed Aaron, Ed Sharon. Sharon. Yeah, Sharon. Um, they did perfect mm -hmm. for the first time ever together live. Like, so that was Yeah, she likes him. She's performed with him a lot. Mm-hmm. But they um they look good. Her 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 first out as soon as she came out with that cape, I was like, Are those are those countries mm -hmm. all over the cape? It was amazing. It was about to be all the change because she had dark hair. Mm -hmm. Okay, because so dark-haired Beyonce. I already knew. When I seen her with that dark hair, I was like, oh. Girl. And listen. It's time. It's it was time a, to go. They were quick performances, but she didn't have the same hair. No, on, on no. the entire performance. She was changing her wigs. Wasn't that crazy? <laughs> she was snatching her own wigs. She was literally snatching her own wigs. And it wasn't until after the whole performance was over. And I went to post some photos. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, she changed hair. It was good. She now, now, who else is changing? When has your favorite ever? Wig when and outfit has changing. your fave? When will your fave ever? Unless she is Beyonce. And you know what? Another thing too. Um, I was watching one of my favorites live this morning, Mikhail, and he mentioned something that I noticed. Uh, like after this show. Cause I never, I mean, I, I knew that she is at this level, but I never really paid it attention. But like Beyonce could be in mid ad lib talking to the crowd, doing whatever. And she does not even look back to see where the, where they are in the step. Like she just knows yeah. where they are. Like she doesn't look like do a little, like she just knows where they are. And that's just because. She is hardcore about performing. Like, she is a performer. You know who she got that from? Tina Turner. Tina Turner told her, don't play. If you're going to do it, do it at 100%. Every time. She Every don't even time. have to see where they at. 
No. She just be like, oh, okay, let me get back in, in tow with the steps. Get back in formation. Let me get back in formation. Right. I, already, I already know where y'all at. But let me just jump back. Let me just immerse myself back into the dance mode. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I ain't gonna go to. I ain't gonna go in too hard on Beyonce because y'all know how we do. Right. But she looked amazing. Jay, I'm guessing these are locks in his hair now because clearly that's what they are. He had his gold toothies. I yeah. mean, bro was just. I'm the gold tooth in Jay's mouth and the earrings in Beyonce's ear from this weekend. Bro was just out there, just super black, just super black. I loved it. They looked really good and happy. They had the twins with them. They had Blue Ivy out there. I mean, living their best life. Okay. Their best young life. They don't know anything but wealth. It was good. It was really good. Now, I just need for y'all to quit talking about Blue so we can see the other kids. Because it ain't fair for the rest of the family member. The other cousins and aunties can't even see the darn kids because y'all showed out so bad when Blue Ivy was born. I'm sick of it. Now we can't even see the children. A word. And we've been, I'm dying I feel like I deserve to see the kids. A word. Okay? I deserve. We deserve to see them. Now, all of y'all who just now jumping on a bandwagon, y'all can take a number and see them when you see them. <laughs> but I feel like I deserve to see what they look like. Right. I'm just saying, Beyonce, let, let me see Let me see the children. Right. Please. Call us sister. And let me borrow that wig. You had the wavy one with the dark at the root. Let me and I'll that. take the other one. <laughs> <laughs> let me borrow that wig, sis. Promise. Um, yeah, but the, the Global Citizens Festival is really good. They had a lot of different performers. Usher um, did a really good job. Uh, going back to Beyonce's performance, her solo performance, um, the choir almost had me in tears. Yeah, like, the ooh, they were so amazing. Um, and she had on that pink dress, which design that i didn't even look it up but just gorgeous and then uh i know a a lot of people didn't care for usher's performance but i felt like he was paying homage to the location like come on listen i'm only here for beyonce okay fair and then and then beyonce came out like 2 a.m child who was staying up that late did she come back out at 2 a.m isn't that what time it it said 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then they didn't show the whole thing. They cut it off. Because they wanted people who had access to, like, actually be there to get, like, see everything first. Are you sure? I feel like I watched it at, like, 2 or 3 in the afternoon on Sunday. I don't know. Maybe that, maybe 2 a.m. Got you. You okay. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, really Saturday night, but. Oh, okay. Maybe. I don't know, but they said 2 a.m. I don't know. I Either way it goes, I wasn't staying up late to watch it. <laughs> I was like, I'm not staying up at 2 a.m. It's going to be on YouTube tomorrow. That is also fair. Um, You got anything else? Meek Mill's album is really good. You know what? I did listen to half of it. I had to cut it off, but that's because... So, I'm a person who listens to lyrics. I'm glad you brought Meek Mill up because I was going to mention him too on CNN. I don't know if you saw that. Um... I seen a yeah I seen part of it where he was talking about justice reform yeah and yeah. it was actually really good I mean if anybody can speak to it he certainly can and a lot of what he was saying um, about you know being trapped in the system and the unfairness and you know even with um, the judge being black and knowing like systemically it wasn't right it kind of like made him a little bitter and it's good if you can find it go listen to that as well. But Meek Mill's album, so I'm somebody who listens to lyrics, and for and lyrically I loved it because the content makes sense. 
I just can't do that many Meek Mill songs back to back because I don't know that I too much care for his, his style. Voice is always at one level. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I feel you on that too. Um, but I think for me it was just refreshing to not hear "Mama Skirt" like every other. <laughs> <laughs> like actually, somebody is actually rapping like. I don't want to hear that. Everybody. That gives me a headache. Like, dang. What's the ad lib? <laughs> Mama. Skirt. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to hear that. So, um, yeah, Big. I thought it was a good album. I'm um, out. I'm out. I'm <laughs> now, am I lying? Am I lying? I don't know. Tell me one more time. No, I'm not telling you Because you know I'm not lying. Mama. Skirt. <laughs> That's not every other ad lib. You're like, oh, my God. Sheesh. I um, mean, there's a time and a place for everything. It might be appropriate sometimes. It's, it's a time and a place for everything just not coming through my Beats headphones. I guess. Um, Tears. Everybody was, you know, talking about We Free with hoes and, you know, talking his ish mm-hmm. like he normally does. There is another song on there with Fabulous that I really like, although Fabulous is questionable. Right. I like that song. Um... Ella May is on a track called 24-7 that has a sample from Beyonce, Me, Myself, and I. And they actually did it justice. I was like, okay. okay don't be sampling Beyonce. If you're not going to do it sounding right. Sounding like a billy goat. But she she did good. Oh, yeah, because we did just talk about her on the show. Yeah, okay. she, she did good. Um, Yeah, I think it was a good, it was an actual, like, rap album. Okay. I, I just need to finish it then, I guess. Yeah, it was good. I guess it's got some good little, you know... Bops on there for working out because that's the only time I'm gonna listen to it, right? But I'm not just gonna be in the house, like, oh yeah, I'm listening to this McNeil negative. But <laughs> negative, <laughs> it was a good album, so I can give him that, you know. And him and Drake made up, Drake is on the album, and I just wish the other uh rap people can get some reconciliation in their blood, i.e., Cardi and Nikki, move on because it's not that serious. Move on, I think they will. I don't. Did you see where Kanye Girls is catty? Um, when when Jay Z went online to explain the lyrics, which I, I after I listened to it, self explanatory to me, but Kanye replied and was like, "Watch the throne too?" No, question mark. We don't want that. <laughs> we don't want that from you. I'm cool. Yeah, we good on that. If I thought it was gonna be good, maybe, but I feel like they would get in the studio and just really have two different directions and be like, forgive it. This isn't going to work out. Because how's it even going to be believable now? Right. With, with Jay being on what he's on and Kanye wearing a MAGA hat. Right. That's not going to gel. Right. Y'all, what are y'all going to talk about? Right. And then what, you going to be mad when Beyonce don't want to bring her kids in there with him? How's that going to work? Next case. <laughs> Where's the gavel? I'm not saying. Okay, let's talk about this because we have this issue in our healthcare system. We've, we've spoken about this before. Um, and it is the fact that black women are not listened to by healthcare providers. We talked about Serena Williams. Um, we talked about. Even the latest with Kim Porter with her feeling like, you know, or telling her doctor that she felt um, ill for some weeks before she passed. So this story was actually sent to me, excuse me, by one of my friends. This person's husband actually works with my friend. So it's a lady um, in Winston-Salem. Her name is Sharon Gilmore. She's a 37-year-old woman with three children, and she was denied a heart transplant 
um, or even to be placed on the list four times um, within multiple hospital systems in North Carolina. So Miss Gilmore developed a rare form of heart failure after pregnancy mm-hmm. and ended up being on life support for like two weeks. I think the latest was in like September, October. And not only is it crazy that they wouldn't even allow this woman to be on the transplant list, but the reasons that they gave her is what tripped me out. So the first or one of the first reasons that was listed was her weight, which is neither here nor there, but you can't expect somebody to get up and lose weight when they're in heart failure. Right. What are they going to do? They can't exercise. The second one was she didn't have enough support at home to be placed on a transplant list, but she has a husband, kids, and I'm sure these is black families. I'm sure they got some family cousins around that ain't working and come be support. I'm already mad. Anyway, um, that was so mean. But y'all know we got them cousins who ain't doing nothing that could come support us and help us. Anyway, (laughs) the, the kicker was, they told her that the fact that she had children with multiple men and her body had developed antibodies made her a poor candidate for a heart transplant. And that it was nothing that they could do. So she was just going to die at 37. Until hospital, um, a hospital in Virginia, VCU, found out and decided to, like, transfer her care to Virginia and put her on the list. And, like, she's already got a heart transplant. Courtney, what hospital... <laughs> And Winston-Salem told her that she was not a good candidate. It's only two big ones there. Oh, I know that. I want to know which one it was. I'm not sure which one, but they said that she had traveled to various hospital systems within the state of North Carolina, and they had refused to put her on the list at least a total of four times before this hospital in Virginia found her and got her a new heart. Like, it was to the point to where she was already writing goodbye letters to her children. And apologizing for dying and basically not being there. Black woman. Like, the disparities in healthcare are real. Systematic oppression is real. Like, that's that's what I say when people are like this reverse, excuse my language, this reverse racism shit. Because my racism can't do this to you. Right. This has to be a collective system of oppression where everybody is yeah. in my your, in your bias or your pre- prejudice can't do what racism can do right so i just think that it's crazy because this woman would have died because she has multiple fathers to her children like i've never and i am a registered nurse i've never heard that as being a reason for you not having not being able to have a heart transplant My face is so tight, like, I want to discuss this, but I'm so mad. I kind of wish I had known all of the details before, because I'm really, I'm flabbergasted. Mm -hmm. That last one took me over. I was just like, and y'all thought this was okay to say to her face? Right. No, it was okay, because what was she going to do about it? Nothing, but do what she was Was she going to take her money, her, her money, whatever money she had, and sue them? Who did she, who did she have that would go above the hospital? Wow, so a hospital in Virginia, VCU, had to find her. They heard about her story, and got her heart just like that. So my thing is, why could they do it, but none of these other hospitals? 
God Please. bless whoever put her on the list. And if I were her, if there was any way I could sue the hospitals that I did ask who all told me no, especially if I find out one told me no for these reasons and the other ones could get my files somehow and see that those are the reasons that, that I was told no initially. So they told me no just based on that. And I ended up getting one from VCU and surviving. I would be coming for that ass. Because why didn't VCU say that? Right. Because it's bullcrap, that's why. And you were going to let this 37, that's young, a 37-year-old woman with three kids and a husband lay here and pass away. Ridiculous. When did she get the transplant? She was in the hospital, I think in October. October. Yeah, okay. because um, she was in the hospital on life support in like August, end of August, early September. And she's already got the heart transplant. So, that quick, just like that. God bless whoever put her on the list. And God bless her and her family yes. for not stopping and not giving up because, you know, some people just give up. You got to believe black women. Just that's, that's the point I'm getting to. Believe believe what we're trying to tell you. Right. Because who always saves the day? Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Mama. Right, I was going to say sorry. No ad-libs. No ad-libs. Um, it's so funny that you bring this story up because I, I wish I could remember the the clip that I saw a couple days ago. But there was a young young father who was petitioning. And he was talking about like his wife and how she was healthy, athletic, um, and right after giving childbirth, she started getting cold. She was shivering. I think they might have finally come in and found out that she had a blood clot, said that they were going to go do some tests, and hours went by, and he kept asking them, like, please, like, she's getting sicker, and they're like, finally, like, maybe four or five hours, like, literally hours, they're like, your wife isn't a priority right now, this woman ended up dying, and it's just like, why is it that black families have to yeah, beg, yeah, talking about, yeah. yeah, why is it that black families have to beg to survive in a hospital where I'm supposed to be getting top-notch care. That's why I'm here. If I wasn't expected, that wasn't the expectation, I would stay at home. And and my thing, too, is, like, I think just as a culture, as a community, and as a whole, mm -hmm. having, ba like, that's the way we continue to populate the earth, and it is a norm, but people don't realize, like, Childbirth can and will kill you. Like it, oh yeah, you can, it's the closest you basically come to death. Yeah, um, like in that uh, nature, you can you can literally die from yeah. this. And if someone is having an issue, especially after childbirth or during childbirth or during a pregnancy, you have to take them. Because my thing is, if you go through the necessary processes and nothing is wrong, or that's you know, it's not as serious. What have you lost? Nothing. Because, you know, you can say it's about the reimbursement, but as long as this person is telling you or is symptomatic mm -hmm. and it lines up with the treatment that you gave, even if, you know, you don't get a clear answer or you have to go down a different path, you're going to get reimbursed because you're going with with the way they're presenting clinically. You're following those guidelines. You exactly. can't just ignore people exactly. because then you have people sitting out in the emergency room for four and five hours dying in the emergency room and see here's the thing i know healthcare professionals that don't blink twice 
at the fact that somebody has passed away. I guess because of the conditioning portion, like, you know, they do it every day. People pass away all the time. But I know people who don't bat an eye. Yeah, and I don't understand that. Me neither. Because I have prepared bodies before, Mm -hmm. and I still think about that. Mm -hmm. I still think about it. Like, I still think about those people, their families. So I don't understand how you could just be like, oh, it ain't nothing. No, that humbles you. Right. And it sticks with you, and it's important. And I just had this conversation with someone yesterday where – Lord knows, I have had some people, okay? Mm-hmm. Some oh, people yeah. Rough. that if I were not on duty, mm-hmm. sis, get you could get, right. get all the work. But then I, I had, know you told me a couple stories listen, like, whoo. I had to remember that, number one, I'm better than that. Like, I'm above, like, I'm not going to let you see me get out of pocket. Like, girl, bye. You need me more than I need you. Um, And secondly, like, I always think, like, this is, if this was my mama in here acting a damn fool, would I want somebody to mistreat her? Right. Would I want somebody to not at least do what they're supposed to do by her? Right. Like, no. What if this was my child or my husband or my brother or my sister? Because at the end of the day, I'm going home. Right. I am going home. So as long as I can make it through these couple of few hours, sis, my, you somebody else's problem, but you don't not do what you're supposed to do. Because you think someone is lying or you think someone is faking. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to be covered regardless because I'm going off what the patient told me and what the clini- what their clinical presentation was. She said she was in pain. She said she was this. And this is what I did. Right. And then I'm going home clocking out. I can't <laughs> like, believe, I, mean, what? I cannot believe these people. I mean, I know it's not this, well, sort of, I guess. But I just instantly got a flash of like John Q., which is also a true story, mm-hmm. um, in my head Well, you were telling this story. Like, I cannot believe they would not even put her on the list. Mm-mm. But, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways but because God. if they had put her on the list, she might not have made it. No, and she would have just been sitting on the list because Waiting they would have said me. she's not a candidate, a good candidate, or she's not high priority, right. yada, yada, yada. Right, so, but because, because... She was denied so many times. Someone put her at the top of their list and made sure that that she got one. Mm-hmm. Only do it. Only do it. But that's not the point. <laughs> that's not the point. Because he and, will do it, but it shouldn't have taken that much. And here's the thing: if you said her name is Sharon Gilmore, mm-hmm. if they're treating Sharon Gilmore this way, and we heard her story because she got put on a list how many people are being treated this way with different with various ailments and we never hear their story because they don't live to tell it yeah that is crushing a lot that'll break your spirit that's a whole nother topic but it's real out here facts and and if you don't have people that can stand up for you and advocate for you. Mm-mm-mm. Jesus Christ. I say that all the time. Everybody, People need an advocate. Women need advocates. Black women, we need an advocate. Especially black women. Especially black women. Yeah. And I'm never not going to feel that way. Especially black women. Mm-hmm. Because you have to speak up for those 
who can't even enter the room to speak or when they do try to speak, they're not listened to. Yeah. We always need an advocate. Always. That was a pretty heavy story, but I'm so glad that you told it. I can I'm in disbelief. I'm done. And you know, I just I like to tell these stories because you know, it's always, you know, we trust in what the good doctors say. You know, like no You should be able to though, right? You should but be you able can. to, but you have to go for what you know and keep at it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that's an extreme story, but I mean, just in the little things, if something doesn't feel right, that's what they're getting paid to do. Right. And, and, you know, I'm quick to say, well, if you don't want to help me, you can get me somebody else. Right. Like, we don't even have to have this back and forth. Mm -hmm. You can find me somebody else. It's cool. I'm not even mad. Please find someone who can help me. Because I've done it before. I had to do it for my mom. I'm like, um, calling this one doctor's office. She called me and was like, well, I'm going to send you to such and such voicemail. So they were out. I called back. Well, I need to see you. I said, no, let me speak to the nursing supervisor. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't want to talk to nobody that's, that's taking messages. Right. Let me speak to the supervisor or your, um, or your um, clinic manager. Because right. y'all that's taking voicemails is not going to get done what I need to get done ASAP. And what I needed to get done was done. But if I hadn't have... But if, you knew who to ask for exactly. as well. Nobody knows that. You know, they just want to, oh, leave a message. Oh, okay. No. I'm right. not leaving no one message. I've left 10 messages. Right. Put me on the phone with somebody or let me talk to your supervisor. And if she ain't there, let me talk to her supervisor. Right. Because I don't got time to play with y'all. But see, everybody's not like that. Right. Or they don't have someone in their life that can be that for them. That's right. So those of us who are a little more lively... You or got, have the knowledge. Or have, or the, have knowledge. the knowledge. We have to go go in the room, be in the room. And be ready mm-hmm. to stand up for one another. Or if you work in these spaces. Right. I'm not saying that you have to go toe-to-toe with your coworkers, but what can you do to help the situation? Right. Can you take another five minutes to be like, okay, do you need some help? Do you understand what's happening? Is there right. something I can do for you? Is there something I can call for you? Like, those things matter, especially for, for black folk. It matters. Then I'm going to get off my soapbox. I love it. Not what happened, but just that we're having these discussions because they're important. And it's important for other people who are going through this, who might be listening or have family members who are going through this. Like, I'm, I, we're having this conversation, and I can think of three family members who always need someone to go either in, in for them or on their behalf or whatever it is. Like, we all have people in our family that we need to advocate for. So, just make sure if you can, you do. Right. Anything else? Um, there was one thing, but it's just too much. I think we had enough things for today. Okay, well, what about the, you want to end on something a little lighter? Let's end on something light, because I want people to be listening to this, like, oh my God, they killing my vibe or whatever. I'm sure, (laughs) based on other episodes, they know better than that. But, um. Well, talk to me about Miss Teen USA, Texas Teen oh, USA. Yay. That's pretty good to wrap up with. Yes, yeah, so Miss Texas Teen USA um, was just, um, that title was just won by Howard University freshman Kennedy Edwards. Shout out to HBCU. And Black Girl Magic. A. She made history by becoming the first African American to win Miss Teen Texas USA in the pageant. 35 year history. And I just got one thing to say about that. What? 
pretty hurts, okay? Okay. Pretty hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Being in the pageant is hard work. Being it a beauty queen is hard work. Woo! And y'all can say what y'all want to say, but a lot of these young women use the winnings and earnings from these pageants to go to college, start businesses, to get you know, some travel opportunities on their belt. Like, they're not just out here doing this just to be pretty and put a crown on. Like, oh, it's they're not easy. money and, you know, furthering their um, careers and bettering themselves, you know, through these winnings and yes. earnings. So, I just, you know, girl, pretty hurts, honey. Creating an opportunity. Do, do I you, appreciate it. Miss Kennedy Edwards. And I think... And she, she goes to Howard. Like, come on. Right. She's pretty and smart and had to be talented if she won. Like, I think that is a misconception that, that pageantry just did Now, I've seen some. Some. Okay. I won't go there. However, most young women that are in these pageants, especially that make it to the very end, you know, they're articulate, they're talented, they sacrifice. Yes, they get dolled up and they put on makeup and they put in their clips or their weaves or whatever in but order to compete. On teeth. Yes, that is not fun. <laughs> Uh, so just know, just almost like in the way that people used to think that cheerleading wasn't a sport. And let me tell you. But the amount of physical exertion that goes into cheerleading. I did competitive cheer. It is a sport. Right. Okay. It is, you, you get beat up and bruised. I mean, you think about it like you're people throwing another you. body yep. in the sky. Mm-hmm. And you get dropped if you're, you know. Not, no, my thing, we don't be dropped. We I'm just dropping. saying. We didn't, we didn't we've do. seen plenty of people <laughs> who got dropped. We, we didn't do dropping. Because when you think about that, like, that person's, basically their, their life is depending on, like, you Absolutely. cannot drop this person. And, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like, but see, that's the thing about team sports and being a part of a team is like when you're the base you are willing to sacrifice yourself to make sure that person is okay right i've gotten punched in the nose i've gotten fingers jammed you know elbowed in the head got seen stars like but as long as my flyer did not hit the ground mm-hmm. i don't care what happened right because they're the, they are depending on you to catch them yes i mean it's it's it gets intense. Because their, their, their injury, if you drop them, their injury would be way worse than a finger jam or, you yes. know, You know, yeah, like, I mean, we've had, I remember black eyes, nose getting bloody, and, I mean, I just remember these pretty girls I cheer with, and they would be like, blood, and they'd be like, oh, okay. I'm okay. okay. Yep. Okay. I'm like, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> you had blood pouring out of your yeah. face. Okay, you're not okay. But as long as that flyer was okay. You live. You live if to fly the day. day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, side note, cheer experiences cannot be the same. Like, I know I went to Lee County Senior High School in Sanford, North Carolina, where you might have one black girl on the cheerleading squad. That right. When I left home and went to my HBCU, Totally different experience. Black girls can cheer, you hear me? And it is different. It's totally different. Ooh, it's different. Yeah, it's totally different. I wouldn't... I wish I would have had the opportunity to cheer in college. Mm -hmm. But I don't... I wouldn't trade the cheer experience that I had before I got to college. Right. Like, if I I just wouldn't... I wouldn't trade it. I feel you. Um, Just the exposure... 
and some of the opportunities that I obtained um, by doing competitive cheer, I just, I think it made me a well-rounded person. I feel that. Um, so I just wouldn't change it. Even though I, for one year I was the only black girl, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. Okay, fair. So, what brought you joy this week? Or what um, made you laugh? What made me laugh was the video of that little boy in the back seat doing all the Mad Libs. Girl, why did I just see that, like, right before we came into the studio? Why did I just see that? Gang, gang. I mean, like, all point. Oh, the same, look, the same uh, ad lib that Bruh, you hate? Mama. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, now when a little kid says it, it's funny. Right. I'm a whole grown person. I'm not going to be riding around saying that. Like, but I thought that that was cute. Um... To see him, like, I mean, he probably ride, listened to that riding to school or daycare in the morning, and so he's just, yeah, you know. But, you know, I think of the contrast, because I remember when, not not particularly that small, or even that small, like, what I was riding to school or daycare listening to was, like, Luther Vandross. Okay, Or Luther Baker, or the Electric Slide, or Prince. <laughs> electric Slide. Listen, my oh. mama was a partier. So you she, know what? She was ready. Because I was listening to Bobby McFerrin. I can, okay. You know, or I remember even a, as time progressed, like going to elementary school and we would be listening to like, what's the 411? Like, so I know how that happens. It's just like, you think about when you were that age as opposed to, skirt, mama, gang, gang. Like, that's what that is. It's just like, oh my God. But he was adorable and it was like his face was so serious. Yeah, he he was straight faced. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it, it it was almost like it was secondary. Kind of like you're saying, he listens to it so often that he knows the ad libs. So he wasn't even like all into the song. Like, oh, this is my song. I want to hear it. It's like we listen to this every, every day, day on the way to daycare. And I just know what. Right. And why you got this camera in my face? Because you know I do this every day. Right. So that, I just thought that was cute, and it made me laugh. And I watched it like two or three times because somebody had memed him. And when he says that gang gang, somebody was like move like on top of his head while he was saying that. It was yeah. so funny. So that was what brought me joy. What about Cute. you? Um two okay, so I got two things. First of all, what made me laugh was your boy. Um dang, Courtney, you sent it to me. He did the Oh the hip hop fan. Yes. The oh, hip hop Marvin, he's a comedian. When I tell you... Marvin Hunter. So, I kind of expected it, but I didn't expect him to be <laughs> yelling. So, when he did um, the book of drama, chapter yes. left, right, and he was like, ATL and MTAGA, that's where I stay. March! March. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what just yes. happened? That was hilarious. I was in tears. He did that one, and I think you also sent me him doing uh, Method Man. Mm -hmm. That was funny. But what inspired me... Um, was a video of Nick Cannon. And I just need to say, for so many reasons that I don't even have time to explain, Nick Cannon inspires me anyway. He is a hard worker. I don't think that he gets enough credit, not that he needs the credit because he's paid for works that he's done or stuff that he does behind the scenes. Um, I can appreciate the number of individuals that he employs. Um, and it seems like he will give people with raw talent an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And you just really got to love that. Um, someone who creates jobs for people in the black community on a regular basis. So there's this video circulating of him this week and he's doing mountain climbers. 
so it looks like it's cold outside. He's doing mountain climbers, and he stops doing the mountain climbers to do push-ups. Then he goes back into mountain climbers, back into push-ups, and it's going up a hill, and the caption that is on there starts with, what lupus? Mm-hmm. And I don't, for me, just knowing that there was a time where, and, and even now, like, we don't know when he, what his routine is, how often he has to go to the doctor, if he's ever in the hospital, and we just don't know. But there's a time where Nick Cannon wasn't doing too well. No, he was in kidney failure. Yes, and we didn't know if, you know, he was going to live much longer. Hopeful, but certainly didn't know. Um, so just to see him doing something that I clearly cannot physically do right now. <laughs> and he was like, what? I think there was um a, a flower delivery guy who pops up at one point during the video and is like trying to do it with him. He's like, man, you can have it. I can't do this. And the trainer who was videoing Nick Cannon is like, yeah, we're not delivering flowers over here. <laughs> but yeah, that just made me feel good. It, it, it inspired me like, okay. Whatever the thing is that you're trying to do, get your butt up and do it. Because what excuse? What lupus? Right. Like what what ailment or what impairment or what roadblock? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like every time I see Tamia like going on tour, it just amazes me. Right. Because she has multiple sclerosis. Right. And has and had she, it for a long time. And she kills a performance. I've seen her twice, mm-hmm. twice now. So yeah, like you really have no excuse. No. None of us. Some days it just feels difficult, but then when you see something like that. Them excuses are kind of, they'll pacify you a little bit. Be like, man. Right. It's it's just cold outside. It's raining today. Right. You know, my bones is aching. I'm going to just lay here (laughs) on the couch and rest. No. I need need my rest. Get your butt up. Yes, I feel you. Um, yeah, so... You got a good word for the good I got no good word, child. No, B. Now, last week, you pretended like you didn't have a good I word. I don't have a good word. Okay. I'm still trying to make it. Okay? <laughs> I, I'm Listen, Jesus <laughs> is on my main line, and I'm finna tell him what I want. Okay. Well, I'm trying to hold on. It's the last couple weeks of the year. Listen. I am holding on. Y'all, I need to I listen. thought about you all day because I felt that way at a point during the day, and I was like, I wonder if B feels the same way. We're really just trying to press through yes. the end. Yes. Speaking of which, that goes into my good word. What's your good word? Press. Let me tell you why. So I got a text message from one of, I actually one of our mutual friends today. And she's really good about sending messages in the moment where I'm like, how did you know? And so um, she's a friend of the show as well. And the text message said, press. Keep pressing. Literally, look up all definitions of press in the verb form. So I sent her a text message back with the little, um, you know, the little gif of Kermit the Frog, like typing real fast. And I said, goes to Google. So I go to Google and it says press, verb, move or cause to move into a position of contact with something by exerting continuous physical force. Push, press down. Depress, hold down, force, thrust, squeeze, compress. <laughs> Get it how you live. Compress, um, clasp, hold, close, hug, cuddle, squeeze, clutch, grasp, embrace, so forth and so on. And so many of those synonyms meant so many different things to me in that moment. I was like, dang, 
Like, go ahead, press. Whether you need to press down, shake it together, run it over, like, all of that. Like, just press. It made me... Okay? It made me think of you, too, because I'm like, we've been discussing this for the last two or three weeks of our lives. 2018 has been good, right? It's been more positive than other years that I've lived. But it's been a whirlwind. Yeah. December 31st, 2017 was just here. And here we are getting ready to go into 2019. And I am tired. <laughs> and I I know that you feel tired, but if we could just press. Yeah, we got to keep pushing. What, we got like three more weeks left? Yeah, we just got to keep pushing. And you guys, if you can just press, let's press together. We're in this thing together. Take a deep breath, get you a sip of water, and let's all run for the finish line because we're almost there. We're almost there. Truly. To do it all over again. Nope. I disagree. We're not going to do it all over what again. We're going to elevate. Well, we're going to do true. new things. We're, we're taking it up a notch, and when 2019 comes, we're going to be ready for it. We're going to meet 2019 <laughs> at the door. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that, too. Facts. Listen. Please do. I'm ready. Listen, I got some good stuff popping already. Already. We're going to be blessed in 2019. Me, you, people, like, within our direct reach, like, anybody attached to us, including all of our listeners, like, 2019 is going to boss up, and I'm ready. I just hyped myself up already, for real. I sat up a little straighter. to your blessing. Okay. You done pressed your way through. Press on. I believe that for me. I believe that for y'all, too. (laughs) With that being said, do you have anything you don't want the people to forget? Church announcements, Pastor? Because you just preached. I mean, I just feel like it's just time to get a benediction. That's the collection plate. Let me hold something there, you know. Listen, just go on and get a benediction. And let us exit on a positive note. (laughs) Just don't forget that. Don't forget to press into the new year and on through. That's a fact. Um, I do want to remind you guys of one thing. If you are a Winston-Salem State University graduate, because you know that is our alma mater, it is a university that is dear and near, near and dear to our hearts. We love our HBCU. If you're listening to this episode on Tuesday, um, December the 4th, it is Giving Tuesday. You can go to the Winston-Salem State University website and give whatever amount you can also um allot your funds to whichever department that you want to um if your university or your hbcu or your school is participating in a given tuesday please make sure that you provide the same opportunity for those students that you wanted needed or benefited from whenever you were in school Mm -hmm. that's just my little spiel um we love you guys. Thank you so much for yeah, hanging yeah. in with us. You've been with us all year. We can't thank you enough. And we look forward to the new things that are coming in 2019. Um, you know, you can always interact with us. We're on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Culture Shock Podcast. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and now we're on Stitcher. So we have Ooh. another outlet where you guys can uh, find us. Find us anywhere where podcasts are played and you can email us at blackcultureshockpodcast at gmail.com. That's blackcultureshockpodcast at gmail.com. Last words.
Mama. <laughs>